So funny little thing about podcasts and when you have hosts, it's nice to be back together. It's been it's been a few weeks since you've had the Ben and Jeff show. So thanks, brother, for holding it down. You're welcome. Uh, on uh, well, in my stead while I've been away. Is that the right word? Stead. Sure. What was, what was the word <laughs> you used? You were going there. That's right. That's right. What was that word? That was what a few weeks ago. Pro, pro something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember. Anyway, and Chris will put it up there on the screen. We need a we need a Lancaster Connects dictionary. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Funny, funny words said by these two. But uh, you know, it's funny as you're ramping up for a show, you you pick yourself up. You might jibber jabber back and forth at each other a little bit. <laughs> and we got on the subject of haircuts because I'm a little a little out there. See, I I can't so, tell. I mean, I you can tell it. because it's like you're hit. All right, and really? then I then I said this coming from a guy who has that haircut. Which was the haircut on the the, <laughs> on the, the thumbnail for the promotion of the image, which Ben readily I'm not picking on him, but no, no, no. Ben readily agrees it's not great. It, it and is. so there it is. <laughs> and I I'm actually freshly clocked in that picture. I appreciate that that that's the haircut I go for. But my hairstylist has been away. Our schedules haven't linked up. So and I'm, you've been away. I've been away. So I'm shaggier than I prefer. <laughs> and then I said, Well, my son got a bad one a little while ago. And teenage boys right now are like, you know, my, my son is, you know, he's, he's a, he's a young teenage man to, to the point of like the typical stuff, but like, he's really into cologne. Like, Oh, this is a whole thing. Like TikTokers recommend cologne and like oh. these teenage huh. boys are all over it. So for his birthday, he actually wanted to go to King of Prussia mall. And we went to Bloomingdale's uh, and Macy's to the uh, counter and all the people were great. And they, they like they're like, yep. Here comes another teenage boy with mom and dad's money. Huh. Let's let's ring it up. I don't think I've ever worn, worn cologne in a day in my life. I know, like Old Spice. Brew, I like, smell like deodorant. Right. Like I, <laughs> I like my I, son. I mean, I hope it, I smell like deodorant. Yeah, my son has probably spent more on cologne, and he works. It's his money, but you know, he's probably spent more on cologne than I ever have in my life. Oh, and it's just not something I really get. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, and I've been with my wife for twenty five years, so like. <laughs> I, I had I had a few years as a single man, so I didn't know, uh, you know, the funds and reserves for cologne was short shortly lived. But uh, but anyway, his haircut is bad right now because he got a bad one. He looks like Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, like right across the front. And then and you've got one of those, huh? Uh, well, not currently, hopefully, but yeah, I, I do have a Lloyd Christmas uh, uh, phase. It was very short lived. I got my haircut like uh, I don't. Know. In college, I had a ponytail, and then after college, there was some randomness going on up there. But yeah, one of the haircuts was straight across the front, and then of course we took a family photo. Uh, and it, yeah, there it is. Well, that's so, not my family photo, but that's what it so looks it's like. Memorialized, and it's it's in my parents' house. And every time I go there, I'm like, why is this photo on the wall? They probably love it. Yeah, mom and dad, I know you like it. So if you're free, feeling frisky out there, Lancaster Connects audience, and you want to put a photo of your bad haircut in the comments, mm. we'll get you something fun. Like maybe I'm looking at our travel pillow and, and uh, blanket bundle pack. We've got our flasks, which we don't have at hand right now. But if somebody puts, you know, it, you know, we'll do like, if there's multiples, we'll pick the best one. But, you know. You're suggesting a bad haircut I'm suggesting content. a bad haircut contest. I think that could be fun. I think I, that would be fun. Yeah. Can I enter? Because I could probably win. <laughs> no, you can't. We have to do the whole like speed reader disclaimer like they used to do on radio. Oh, TV right, for right, the, right. For the contest. You cannot be involved, can't be family and friends, can't know the odds of the contest. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yep. 
So yeah, but anyway, um, it's good to be back. I've been traveling a little bit. I was in Guatemala last week. You know, this and this dovetails into our wonderful guests that we have here. You know, uh, trips like this are always a good reminder of all that we have, all that we're really blessed for here, uh, where we live, uh, for what we each have. You know, um, Guatemala is obviously an emerging nation. The city, Guatemala City, is very uh, modern. Um, largely safe. The area where my father lives, who's retired there, I was checking in on with his health. Um, he's in a largely safe area. and uh, But my he's there because my aunt and uncle, who actually lived on um, Harrisburg Pike, uh, in and around where the whole hospital campus is. Oh, wow. The house has been since been taken down. But yeah, they lived in that area. Uh, 1998, they moved down to Guatemala mm. to uh, San Rafael Al Adoro, which is way up in the mountains east of Guatemala City. And they have a medical mission, a clinic there. And uh, they do a lot of really great work. So these are some photos from the clinic. And, you know, I shared these out uh, on my personal Facebook page about hard, you know, um, like Ben and I, we work hard at what we do, but it's not hard work, you know. Hard work is what these folks do in these villages and, and all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, these villages, they're eight, nine, ten thousand uh feet in the air. And uh, you know, the it's it's subsistence living. They they cut firewood today to earn money in the morning, and that feeds them tomorrow night. It's very much a um kill today, eat today type of thing. This photo on your screen, there's people that live back there in those shacks. And they're more well off than most. Most have a cornstalk wall, cornstalk roof. Um, if you're well off, you have like the tin you see on that block building in the foreground. You have a tin roof, uh, dirt floor. You're sleeping on a dirt mm-hmm. floor. There's a lot of breathing problems for people, especially young kids, because they have just a fire pit in the corner like 500 years ago. And, and so that's a hard life, right? Like you see these roads, like this is hard living. And it's funny, you might, if you look really close, you can actually see like a paver road there. You know, the government just came in and threw this down and didn't ask anybody, didn't ask any local representation. They just didn't. And of all the things these people need, who they really don't have cars, they walk everywhere. The last thing they needed was a paved road. And that's just disconnected. The, the white things you see there, uh, that's, uh, that's farming, farming on the side of the hill. And you're looking at you know, on the left about maybe 15, 20 degree slope on the right, you know, maybe 30, mm. 35. So this is hard living. Uh, these people speak Kachakal, which is a uh, Mayan language, if I'm recalling that correctly, but not Spanish. So even in their own nation, they're removed through language barrier. Uh, and so it's just, it's hard living there. Here's another sad case. Uh, so the day I was at the clinic, when I took these pictures, uh, my uncle ran out with some other uh, pastors who were in the area doing mission work, and they went to visit two old women. Mm-hmm. Sadly, as you age in these cultures, it's generational living. If you're not productive, if you're not working in the field, if you're not going to market selling something, if you're not able to support the children and, and do laundry, if you're not productive, you don't get fed. Mm-hmm. And so often... Um, the women outlive the men. So often it's, they're visiting old women taking food to them because they're literally starving to death. Um, I can't imagine something like that. Right. So this is hard. And yet in spite of all that, this picture, when I first looked at it, kind of choked me up. You see the smiles on their faces. So 
we'll kind of transition here. Like, in spite of all that, these young ladies, these young girls had a smile on their face hard. That's how they live. And, and we think we live hard. We think we had a hard day. Um, we're blessed to do and get to do mm-hmm. what we do mm-hmm. uh, in the place we do it. And uh, it's part of the reason we bring you this show. We get to show people that are doing other hard things. And so with that said, we'd like to welcome back to the show an amazing guest, Diana Volo from Swan for Kids, who helps kids that have a hard life. Right, Diana? Yes, we do. And hey, you know, uh, Jeff, we have a young lady that I know who's a member of our church who was a a baby in Guatemala as an orphan. Oh, wow. And I know mm. those orphanages are not in great conditions. And uh, they're sometimes not. they're even tied to the beds, you know, just to keep the kids contained. And a lot of heartache there. But I appreciate mm. your father's work there for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and today we... We want to introduce you to some of your neighbors in Lancaster uh, who you might not uh, be aware of. And those are children affected by parental incarceration and the resulting trauma. Uh, on any given day in Lancaster, it's estimated that there are far more than 3,000 children that go to bed at night with a one or two, one or both of their parents in prison. And of course, uh, there's a lot of trauma that that's involved with in their lives. So uh, SWAN for kids, SWAN stands for scaling walls, a note at a time. We connect with these children within the school district of Lancaster, and we help them through uh, both music and mental health um, intervention. So we'd love to talk about that with you today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been, you know, you know, I've communicated offline since we first met. I know you've, you've done a lot with the program. So we'll update what you've all been doing lately and what's to come. But for those that might be catching you for the first time. Um, so obviously you said you work with children that have incarcerated, uh, parents, bring them programming through music. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, why don't you, you said you have some success stories and impact stories to share. Why don't you, we'll start that way. Okay, some of those yeah. great stories, if that's all right. Uh, oh yeah. Well, you know, um, music is a wonder is a wonderful uh, discipline to help all children succeed, and of course, it makes all of us feel better, right? Um, so when we're listening to music, it's a great way to regulate our own emotions, uh, to express ourselves without words. Which uh, sometimes, when we don't have words uh, to express what we're really feeling, but music can be an outlet for that. And, uh, of course, then the children get to work with each other and, um, and produce something beautiful that then, uh, I think what one of the wonderful things about our program is that then the children get to give back to their community, uh, by performing for others. And, um, one impact I have, one impact story I have is about a little girl, Annie, who was eight years old and she was learning, she was in a group drumming class at Swan. And so it's most safe for your first performances ever to perform in a group. So we had a little drumming circle on stage. And when she arrived for the performance, she was crying. Uh, She was petrified. And her mother was there. um, And we told her she didn't have to perform. Maybe this time she'd just like to watch them perform and see how it goes, you know, and learn about that experience from the other students. Um, but her mother was there and they came to the conclusion or the decision that uh, Annie decided she would get up on stage if her mother sat next to her. 
so that was her first performance. It was in the springtime and she successfully performed with the group and um, was happy afterwards. And then it was in the summer when we had this music camp that you see right now, uh, where our children learn a 30 minute program. Annie's in that group. And then they perform that same program six to eight times, sometimes even 12 times the same program over and over and over. So all the children, including Annie, were gaining confidence and, uh, they just get have this emotional high when they're done because, um, when you experience trauma and, uh, it often impacts behavior and their ability to learn. And so sometimes the kids are feeling like they fail a lot, but when they perform, they get this immediate applause. They see the smiles on people's faces. And so they have this immediate feeling of success. And, uh, so they do gain confidence. And, uh, it was at the end of the summer when, um, we were performing at the Southern market and, uh, it was being covered by a news, a television news, uh, station. And afterwards, they asked the children, uh, who would want to volunteer to be interviewed on television. And believe it or not, Annie was the first one to volunteer. She was always, she was our bright shining star. She would like to stand in the front row. Uh, and she said she loved performing and she just, um, she talked about the impact of it, uh, and as an eight year old. And, uh, by the end of that summer, she had written a song, uh, and it was called Stand Tall. And she said it was about when people, when kids bully her about how uh, she, she wanted to stand tall. And so I thought, wow, what impact from spring to the end of the summer where she went from absolutely crying and in a bit of a panic with the thought of having to perform on stage to taking that microphone and uh, in front of a television camera and then internalizing her confidence in such a way that she was able to be on the offense and write this song about standing tall and standing up to people who were listening to her. So that's tremendous impact. Yeah, really is. Really is. Dana, um, for, for those listening, I mean, we, we've talked to you actually, I think this might be your third time on the show. Um, um, at least second. <laughs> um, so we've talked to you a number of times. Uh, we know a little bit about your background, but for somebody not listening today, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about your background in music, how Swan came to be, uh, kind of the inspiration uh, for founding it, and then how a little bit about how it works. And I, I know you work with some of the, the public schools. Absolutely. Well, I grew up in a little row home in the city of Wilmington, Delaware, and um Sadly, I had a, I had a father who, uh, what made it really difficult for the children and, and his wife, my mother, uh, it was a traumatic, uh, upbringing. I honestly at times thought one of us was going to get killed. Um, and my mother used to tell me, uh, when my father was going to come up and start, you know, causing trouble for us kids, she'd say, Diana, get your violin out, start practicing. So I get my violin out and I'd close the door and I start practicing and I hear him abusing the children, you know, my, my siblings from one room to another and he would go right past my room. And, uh, so at a young age, I, I thought, you know, it's probably very important for me to be able to have some control in my life as an adult to have a career so that if and when anybody ever treated me like that or my children, if I were to have children, that I would be able to tell them to hit the road, um, means I'd be able to support myself and my children and, and be empowered by having a career. 
So I worked really hard as a kid. That was my motivation. And I used to practice a lot. And I received from that little row home in Wilmington, Delaware, I actually received a full scholarship to study violin performance with one of the world's finest violin teachers. She was from Juilliard. And she chose me as one of her students when she came to Philadelphia to teach. And, um, and once I received that full scholarship study with her, I never looked back. I've been able to support myself, um, with that performance career. And then, um, what I realized is I really did, uh, want to be a wife and mother. And I married the kindest man in the universe, my husband, Chuck, who has happens to also be a pastor. And as a pastor, he, uh, counsels criminal offenders. So then I was introduced to the families of criminal offenders and I started to see how that trauma impacted their lives. So, uh, I was at a point in my life where I was, uh, my children were grown and I thought, you know, I was asking the question, how can I help? So knowing the benefits of music and how it helps children emotionally and socially and scholastically, uh, and, and physically, in so many ways, I thought, well, certainly I could offer music. So I founded Swan in 2011. That's 12 years ago and or 13 years ago. What's my math? <laughs> um, a long time ago. And I founded Swan and we started by providing free music lessons, um, ensemble training, performance opportunities for children, specifically for children affected by parental incarceration and the resulting trauma. And it has developed uh, since. It's been life-changing for many children and even life-saving for some. Uh, most recently, though, I'm so excited about a new program that we're offering our students because along the way, what we realized is um, that there were two things that were very significant. First of all, we realized that most of our children, I would say of about 75% of our students, uh don't get signed up for anything. And you know, in Lancaster, there's wonderful nonprofit organizations serving our, our children. Uh, many of those services are free, but why weren't our children getting signed up for those programs? And, uh, we realized, you know, because we do know the families that many of our families, the parents or guardians, um, just aren't in a position to be able to look out for their children in those ways. They might have mental health issues themselves. Uh, there's a lot of drug addiction, alcohol addiction. Um, the parents aren't there in some cases because they are presently incarcerated. We serve children whose parents have a history of incarceration as well. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why a child wouldn't, in our demographic, wouldn't get signed up for programs. Um, so that's why I'm especially happy that we target children affected by parental incarceration. But as I mentioned, we notice that they also need help with their trauma. We are serving some of Lancaster City's most traumatized children. They need mental health services, and they're not getting them. So we've added them to our uh, program. Our new pilot is called Rising Stars. And um, that's an after-school program that has extended hours. So during the school year, our typical programs run for an hour. But our Rising Stars pilot runs for three hours after school. And it also continues in the summer for a six-week full-day summer music camp. And during those three hours, um, the beauty of this program, Ben and Jeff, is that 
our mental health counselors and mentors are actually our music classroom assistants. So while our children are making music and having fun and their emotions are just relaxing and getting regulated, they're also getting to know their assistants, the assistants. But if they trigger, which oftentimes our children do have triggers and behavioral issues, they get immediate help from mental health professionals that they know and trust. The value of that is extraordinary. Yeah. And that fills, you know, and and I've had the opportunity, you've been so gracious to invite us and extend invites to some of your donor events and, and, you know, private events that you do uh, to raise funds. But, um, and we've talked offline as well, you know, you're, you're really filling a tremendous void with this Rising Stars program, right? Why don't you share with people what that void is exactly and how you're feeling? Yeah, the problem that we're addressing is, uh, is, uh, immense. Actually, there's a mental health crisis among youth, not only in Lancaster, but across our nation. And there's, uh, there are not enough mental health workers to help with that mental health crisis. So for example, if your child was experiencing a mental health crisis, no matter who you are, it would take many weeks, if not months, to even get an appointment. And what we've been told by Mental Health Lancaster, uh, Mental Health America in Lancaster and the Touchstone Foundation in Lancaster, is that when an appointment is held off for that long, most children won't even show up for it. But if they do, then there's the problem that they they won't talk. They're not going to talk to a stranger. So uh, for us to have mental health immediately available and for free uh, in an environment where they feel safe, they're creating music, they're having fun, uh, and uh, that's the context in which they get to know their mental health professional, then when they do have their triggers, which they do, uh, someone's there who they already have a relationship to and they get immediate help. That's unheard of. So that's the problem that we're addressing. And that's what makes our program, Rising Suns and Swan for Kids, unique and innovative. It's needed. Uh, now in Lancaster alone, as I mentioned to you, there's more than 3,000 children who have a parent in prison. Well, you know, Swan won't, we won't, we won't have enough music teachers even in Lancaster, to be able to serve all those children, sadly. Uh, but we're trying. And another beautiful uh, partnership that we have is with, of course, the School District of Lancaster. I'm so glad you touched on that. I want, yeah, to share with that, because I know that's one of the things we've talked about offline is, is uh, that relationship you have with them and how they've been such a tremendous supporter of the programming that you put in place. Right. And, and, you know, as you know, because you've come to some of our special events, the superintendent is always there with his executive staff. And so they see the impact that our program has. Uh, but their relationship with the school district of Lancaster is this. They also understand the mental health crisis that their students are experiencing. And what we've been able to do as advocates for children affected by parental incarceration is to show them that their students affected by parental incarceration are falling between the cracks many times because they just um, aren't getting signed up for programs, after school programs or whatever. So we've been able to bring those students to their attention 
And um, we want, because our program, Rising Stars, which combines the music and the mental health together, it is completely innovative. I don't believe you'll find any program like it in the country. And we want the school district of Lancaster to be leaders uh, by hosting this pilot program in their schools. Uh, we will be doing a study of its impact with the school district um, superintendent and his executive staff. And then after several years, the school district of Lancaster will be able to be leaders uh, to other school districts uh, within Pennsylvania and beyond with the Rising Stars program, which we would hope would scale. It's a very scalable program. And we want this to go across the country because as, as you know, um, the United States has one of the highest incarcerations r- rates of uh, any country in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, we're live here, so I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know school district of Lancaster. So this, this kind of goes to, you know, some, some people might say, well, we, we spend a lot of money on taxes and, you know, I don't know how well things are going and I, you know, I don't know what I don't know. So sometimes people come up with assumptions, but I know, uh, that you've had a tremendous amount of support for your program because you've shared that with me. Can you share some of the ways the school district has stepped up to support your programming? Oh, absolutely. If, it, if, if that's proud okay. Of them and proud the of our, our partnership. Um, yeah. They uh, get our vision. They understand our vision. They're passionate about it. Um, and they're willing to support us. Uh, right now, they're providing the venue and instruments for free. Um, they're also providing transportation for our students so that they can get to the after school yeah. program and get home. And when we have special events and special performances, they also will support us by providing busing for both the students and their parents to go to oh, the performances, yeah. which is tremendous. Uh, they will be talking about, um, I don't know if it w- they're talking about possibly helping us with some of the funding for our mental health workers, which by the way, we hire the professionals that are already working in the school district. So that's a great connection uh, in that way. And uh, actually next week, I'm going to be meeting with all of the social workers in the school district. So we have this conversation and working relationship that is building. Uh, So because we like to hire uh, not only the social workers and uh, mental health professionals within the school district, but we also like to use their music teachers too. Uh, and so we have a wonderful working relationship there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you you were able to share that and, and touch on some of those details that you shared with me uh, offline because in, in prior conversations, because I think, you know, it's, it's easy from the outside looking in, you, know, you see these big campuses, you see all these vehicles, and you're like, wow, this is so much different from when I was growing up. And the reality is, it is different. You know, kids face a lot of different challenges today that we didn't maybe face. Um, you know, the, these these devices that a lot of kids have, you know, to, to the bullying point, you know, when we were in school, the bullying stopped when the alarm, not the alarm, the end of the day school bell rang. Well, it doesn't stop now the, no. because... That bullying happens on Instagram and on Snapchat and, you know, through text message and other other different apps and whatnot. And, and so it doesn't stop. It comes home with the kid. So your 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 young musician, I forget, was it Ann? Annie. Annie. 
with that Standing Tall song is really profound because it, you know, that bullying probably continued outside the school and, and after hours. Right. And so these schools are, the way that they're stepping up is, is really great. I'm happy for you and them oh, that, yes. uh, that you're coming you, together that way. You know, when children perform and uh, it just broadens their world, um, it, uh, for example, our, our, our students are, were invited to perform at the governor's mansion for their open house at Christmas. Now something unusual happened there. I can tell you that's a story. Um, but, uh, they perform for nursing homes and, you know, I'll tell you another impact story. Um, one of our students, Noah, uh, was very impressed with, he, oh, well, most of our children just love performing for ri- retirement residents. And so prior to them going, we always have them uh, create some artwork or a card so that they have a gift to give the residents. And then we give them one goal, which is let's just put one smile on one face. Mm -hmm. And so they're going out with a sense of purpose. They have a gift to give that they made themselves and they want to put one smile on one face. And of course, when they perform, what astounds them is that they put, they end up putting smiles on everybody's faces. Yeah. And, uh, one of our students, Noah walked out after the, his performance at Evergreen Retirement Residence this summer and said, I felt like a superstar. Awesome. So, you know, uh, they're, they're gaining confidence, but they're also gaining, um, their, their world is, uh, broadening and opening up and who they are as people is developing. So that's going to make it harder for them to bully or to be bullied um, because um, they're becoming more aware, you know, of their talents. Um, another wonderful uh, impact story was one of our students who's a McCaskey high school student is a very talented uh, pianist and composer. And uh, we, uh, they, he and his brother, who's a drummer, they, they collaborate together uh, and perform uh, for many. And United Way had a special event and invited them to perform. Mm. So they performed four original pieces. And it was at the end of a long uh, seminar that United Way had. So it was this, the time for people to have a snack, you know, to have something to eat, drink, and then just be entertained a little bit by our students. And the, and after they performed, they had a spontaneous standing ovation for our students Mm -hmm. and then kevin wrestler who was then the president of united way got up with his microphone and publicly with a great amount of enthusiasm said and i'm going to commission you united way would like to commission you uh you to compose a a piece for our new video series so they they commissioned them publicly right on the spot and it was really kind of funny because afterwards um after savan got off the stage you know, he was talking to me and, and, um, they wanted to pay him for his work. And he came up to me and he said, do you think that I could get $10 for it? <laughs> uh, you know, so, um, he actually ended up getting $250 for it and oh, they absolutely that- loved his, his, um, his composition. It was very upbeat. It was very joyful and it was <laughs> just the perfect thing for their video series. So, you know, here was his first commission and it was done publicly. Um, so, you know, giving a child, a young man that, uh, validation and security, yeah. it's, it's much harder for him to be vulnerable to the bullying, which is so pervasive. Um, and it gives him a vision, um, 
We've also had wonderful uh, partnerships in our community. For example, Sight and Sound uh, mm. provided 60 tickets for our students and their parents to come to a summer production of their Moses, which was running last summer. And in addition to that, the kids were given a backstore, a backstage tour. So for our students, that had to be pretty cool. Oh, you know, for them to realize, wow, you mean I could sing and use my talent, uh, as an instrumentalist in this kind of environment. And what made it even more special was the fact that there were children actors who were there and were backstage Mm -hmm. to have be part of the interview. So they were asking them lots of fun questions and do you get paid and how much do you get paid? You mean you can get paid for doing this? And um, so again, we're broadening their experiences and, and world. Um, so yeah, it all uh, empowers children to dream again. And I'd like to just, if you don't mind, just talk about that concept for just a moment. Please. hundred percent. As you were talking about life in Guatemala, you know, as we just take for granted, just going past the Starbucks and grabbing a $5 latte and on our way to the office, which looks like this beautiful place I'm in right now, um, we can forget that our neighbors that are in Lancaster City are children affected by parental incarceration. And what in the world does that mean um, when a parent goes to tr- prison? I can tell you that our children suffer from abandonment. And what does that mean when they're babies? Uh, and if both parents are in prison or oftentimes if a mother is involved with drugs, she'll just abandon her child. Uh, but then if the dad gets incarcerated too, then what happens with the child? Um, the family starts to pass the child around from one place mm-hmm. to another, but no one in the family is really equipped to have this child that's not theirs. Uh, so they get passed around like a ball. And, um, and with that can, they're exposed oftentimes to, uh, violence, domestic violence as I was as a child. Um, and, you know, it's interesting that once we become vulnerable through poverty or homelessness, uh, couch surfing, then it opens the child up to more trauma. Because yeah. then they're also taken advantage of because they're less unprotected. And so, um, you know, and then often life with a parent that is addicted to drugs, you know, the parent might wander off for days. Mm-hmm. Um, student who uh, didn't even go to school until she was 10 years old. She had no idea how to get to school, wow. yeah. you know, because if mom's wandering off for days, um, she's left to live in squalor. And then she, she learned that she could support herself by stealing, stealing food, you know, and that became successful for her. Uh, so, um, you know, we're talking about serious issues that are these children are our neighbors, as you well know, and we do need to look out for them. And I would invite your listening audience to please check out swan4kids.org. Um, we have, I think it's a beautiful website. Uh, it's been donated to us by YDOP, which is a marketing, uh, a co- corporation in, da- in Lancaster. We have videos, we have pictures, we have impact stories. Sign up for our newsletter because we have, uh, student highlights of stories that you'd love to see and hear. 
and uh, put on your calendars, if you don't mind, um, our summer celebration, which is on July 24th. Just put it on your calendar, sign up, check it out, uh, come, because we can talk about it as adults. But when you see our, I'll tell you what, if you come to this beautiful event, which is held at the Farm at Eagles Ridge on d- July 24th, not only do you get to connect with School District of Lancaster superintendents, his staff, our teachers, our Swan community members, such as yourselves, Ben and Jeff, <clears throat> but you also get to actually see our children succeed yeah. by performing. <laughs> and I often say, you know, you're going to come in at the end of your work day and you're going to leave exhilarated. You're going to leave impacted mm-hmm. and you're going to leave inspired. Um, and just the way our, our students leave, empowered and uh you know when you're crushed by trauma um you know i often say you know adults that would experience such trauma would be crushed as well Uh, our frames don't have that capacity so we have to keep breathing in you know life and um the wonderful thing is that amazingly it doesn't take a whole lot to help uh, research says that one loving mentor can change a child's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you've got a whole bunch of them with your organization. Oh, we I mean, do. I, again, I, I've seen I've seen the kids firsthand. The two brothers that play drums and piano, um, I've seen them uh, firsthand. I believe twice now uh, mm-hmm. at the farm there at Eagles Ridge, and um, and so. You know, just just all the opportunities you provide for these kids are just amazing. And, you know, as we look to wrap up our time together, I, I think we'd be remiss not to touch on this. Uh, kudos to you and thank you to you, Diana, for being that one person with that one gift of music to say, I can make a difference. And, oh, well, you know... You know you're, you're a special broke into my life and made a difference right. for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, you just want to do that for other kids. And it's such an honor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a special person. You obviously have special talents. Um, and, and I share this because you are one person, but here you've made just a tremendous difference. Okay. And, you know, as time goes on, that difference is going to um, expand and be exponential. Mm-hmm. Well, That's what those kids. Want. Yeah, as those kids grow up. And so my challenge to, you know, uh, anybody watching and listening down the road today is, is you have a gift. Everybody has gifts. Mm-hmm. We all do. They all can be shared with others and, you know, be like Diana, right? The, the WWJD sticker, you know, maybe, but be like Diana, BLD, <coughs> be like Diana and take your gift and, Look into the community and say, what can I do to help my neighbor? Right. Right. Because your neighbor may not have it as good as you, may not have the blessings you've had. Um, and just consider that first. And then, and then BLD, be like Diana. I like it. Not to be confused with BLT, because that's a good sandwich. Because BLD, <laughs> be like Diana. And, and seriously, like, look and join, at this. Our 11... team. <laughs> join our community. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a great point. Maybe, maybe you're not, maybe that disposition of leadership just isn't in the fiber of your being, but serving is yes. and being a part of a team is. We've talked about this often on the show. 
if you can't donate money, but you have time to give and you feel connected to SWAN, please give that time. Uh, be of service. If it's helping to set up, if it's helping to transport things, um, you know, I'm sure they will take any help that they can get if you're so called to do that. And uh, we'd love to have, have that be a connection made through the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Diana, thank you so much. We've been showing the events on the screen. Anything you want to highlight as we look to wrap up? July 24th is the is your summer event. Yeah, uh, circle it on, on your calendar. calendar. It's going to come around quickly. I think that's the it highlight will. of um, of Swan's year where we get to celebrate our students and our community. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for how you connect Lancaster. It's so important. And we have a the most awesome community of philanthropists, of volunteers, of people who care. And that's so evident. That's how Swan has been able to be successful. It is not just Diana's thing. It is, uh, you know, of course, with all uh, nonprofit, it is a community effort. And so um, I'm just so proud of to be part of Lancaster's nonprofit community. Yeah, that's great. Diana, do you have a few more minutes for a connection cocktail with us? I sure do. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Good. Excuse me. Yeah. I've been trying to keep quiet. My throat is like, I've got this tickle and I've had to cough for like half an hour. I'm not trying to be, uh, ben, you know, rude and be quiet, but I'm. Ben's been here in moral support. <laughs> okay. Know, right? <laughs> I feel, I feel the goodness of music coming off of Ben here. So anyhow, uh, I love this question. Uh, do you have a word for 2024? that embodies the hopes and goals of the year, either for yourself or for Swan? Just one word. Empower. <laughs> mm. Power. I like it. Yep. You see that coming through with uh, the mental health uh, initiative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love that. Uh, what's the next trip you plan to take? Well, my trips always, I'm always going to L.A., and that's because my two little granddaughters and, of course, my son and daughter-in-law live in L.A. But mostly and, the grandkids. <laughs> well, they're three and five-year-old <laughs> little girls. And, oh, every time I get there, grandma's got to go. So that's my mm. next trip planned. That's Very cool. Good. Very good. That's cool. And uh, do you have a favorite uh, small business here in Lancaster? I have many uh, small businesses that I love in Lancaster, but one that I frequent often is the coffee company because okay. I have a lot of meetings in that place and mm -hmm. uh, the food is terrific. So I, mm -hmm. we frequent the coffee company. Very good. good. Yeah. Good place. But I want to visit good. you too very soon. So I'll be stopping by your store. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> well, we'd love to, we love to have you on. Diana, thank you for everything you do. Swanforkids.org. Yeah. Swanforkids.org is the place to go to connect with everything Diana and her team are doing. Check out that site. Uh, put the date, July 24th, on your calendar for their summer event. Um, they're at the farm at Eagles Ridge. Beautiful venue. Um, get their newsletter. See what they're doing. You can donate money. You can donate time. If you can make connections, she would welcome that. Diana, thank you so much. Appreciate You're welcome. Thanks show. for having me, Ben and Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I love having folks like Diana on our show. Wow. Unbelievable, the impact. This, yeah, this is why we've built this stage. We want we want to invite in as many people like Diana giving back to our community as possible um, to be a guest. Uh, it's, it's why we do this show. 
Um, you know, we, we make the investment each week to be here, uh, to, uh, produce the show for our community. And so our job is to bring in great people. If you know people like that, or you are people like that, and you can be LD, be like Diana. You never know what you're going to get when I start. No. <laughs> we missed it the last few weeks. <laughs> he just shook his head like it was, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. But if you can be LD and be like Diana and you know, just being a, an incredible human who decides I'm going to share my talents back with the community um, in any way, shape, or form, and you've got something going on, you've got a charity you're leading. You know, it could be like, um, who is the gentleman putting? Uh, the, uh, Chopinoff. Dave. Yes. For miracles. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave is one gentleman, um, tying into a charity already, kind of building a team, building an initiative. We'll highlight that. We'll highlight your thing. If you're a business that has a focus on give back, we'll have you on. So you go to LancasterConnects.com slash guest and, uh, that gets the process started. That's where you go. So anybody that has a question about getting on the show, that's how you go. LancasterConnects.com slash guest. Which, by the way, is a good little litmus test because we often get these messages. Hey, we'd love to be on the show. How do I be on the show? Well, if you listen to the show, we tell you. It's right there. It's like little little clues. It's a little breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah. Or in the movies, Easter eggs, as they call them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not so much an Easter egg. It's the, it's the big guy saying it. Right. LancasterConnects.com slash guest. So, yes, that's where you go. Um, yeah. So you got a sleep better tip? I do. This is a good one. This comes from Guatemala. So I kind of joked that I had, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the big guy who sleeps on a nice mattress and has nice sheets. Uh, I had to do it Guatemala style in Guatemala. And, you know, if, uh, if anybody wants to, uh, get a new opportunity. There's a tremendous opportunity for mattresses and all things, great mattress and great sleep in Guatemala because the mattress I was on was all right. And uh, I was grateful for a roof over my head. I was grateful for a safe house um, there with my dad, but, uh, but the sheets, not so much. And so what was wrong with the sheets? Well, that's my sleep better tip, right? It's not just about the mattress. It's not just about the temperature of the bedroom. It's about the bed linens. And the, the, if we can show that picture, the, the sheets that I were on didn't exactly fit the bed. Mm. They like were popping halfway off. And uh, if you've ever struggled with this, it's like, you know, sooner lay down and the sheets are enveloping you. I hate that. Yeah. Can't stand it. Yeah. Can't stand it. Yeah. And so we here at Gardeners, we have incredible sheets from a company called Dream Fit. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful sheets. They've got these bands on. We're we're actually dealing with this problem right now at home. And my wife, thanks to this guy, has thrown me under the bus and, and said that I don't have these sheets at home. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yes. You because don't have we have these. a king size bed, and the king's like a square almost. And so you never quite know if you have your mm-hmm. sheets on right. But Dream Fit sheets have these color coded bands. Mm-hmm. Might be a little difficult to see, but these are like purple in color, and these are white. So you just know the colors go head or toe, and you're good to go. Uh, they cut the corner of the mattress on the underside so they never pop off. Mm-hmm. Greatly cut, great colors, great fabrics. You know, as my friend Chris Tahaney, the vice president of DreamFit, says, DreamFit is solving the world's problems um, or societal problems one sheet at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a first world societal problem, of course. Right. But, uh, but still a problem all the same. You know, look, 
we're a nation of producers and we need to be well-rested yep. to go do and live a fulfilled life each day. This is why we have an amazing producer, Chris. Um, look at that. He brings that up. And so these sheets are great. They do help you sleep better. Microarousals at night, which is that sheet coming off and attacking you, mm-hmm. does affect your sleep. You don't sleep as well. And you just can't go be your best. And, you know, if you're going to be like Diana, you got to sleep well and be your best each day because a lot of people are relying on you. It all does matter and it all does tie back. And that's my sleep better tip. If you want more tips um, without my commentary, per se, you can get the book at gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sleep dash better. Very good. So we had a testimonial. It's testimonial time here at Gardeners Mattress and More. Uh, the business we co-own together here on Plaza Boulevard. We help people wake up happy every morning and some people that do business with us Leave us some nice feedback on the Google machine. So this one, one, you know, I don't know if you can see there, but this one, this there's person, the book. There's the book. They took a picture of it. She referenced, so she read the book and she referenced the book one. in a review. This was like, um, this might've came in when we were maybe in Las Vegas or you were away. Um, but she wrote like a book. She wrote a book. For I remember those. It was like yeah, multiple paragraphs good. long and it, it's fantastic. So Bree shopped with it. I'm not, I'm not going to read all the paragraphs. I'll just read one of them. But uh, this is how she wrapped it up. She said, everything has been stress-free so far in our transaction purchase uh, and experience with the store and Drew handling the order. Also, if you get a chance, take a look at their Sleep Better book. Here it um, is. There it is. Yep. Uh, it has a lot of info and things to think about when going into the purchase of a new bed, which is exactly why we wrote the book. Sleep Tips and Information. Uh, how to handle the mattress buying process, all of that. Uh, I wish I had it before I went Googling. It would have saved me some time. So uh, again, precisely why we have the book out there, why we give it away for free, good, helpful, educational sleep tips and information. It's not a mattress sales guide. It is a information guide to help guide you through the mattress buying process. And of course, sleep tips and information, just like Jeff shared there. So yeah, uh, it was really cool to see that review come through because it's exactly why we wrote the book. So this is a good one. Um, so thank you, Bree. Thanks to all of our customers. Thank you to Drew for the experience that he provided our customers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as we wrap up, it is February, which means it's President's Day, which means one of the big five, in case you didn't know it, there's big five mattress shopping holidays a year. President's Day is the first one of the year. Mm-hmm. And so for the first time, we have a we pay your sales tax promotion going on. And so we'll pay your sales tax. You get a you still have to pay tax, but you know, we take a discount for you and give it to you. And so if what you're investing in is two thousand dollars, you would pay 120 bucks in sales tax on that. Well, we mark down our product accordingly. And so we've got that going on. We've got some great vendor offers from uh Tempur-Pedic, from Posh and Lavish just to name a couple. Um, all of the information's on our website, gardenersmattressandmore.com slash sales. One thing a lot of folks are using right now is our no interest financing. I kind of like to say it's the lowest rate around because it's zero for the whole term. And we want you to pay it off in the term. Um, but we always counsel our customers to that effect. But if you want to invest in something really great and spread it out over a while, and that's something you can budget for and use responsibly, you know, like all the all the beer commercials last night on the on the mm. big game. I shouldn't say the S word because the NFL 
doesn't like that. But the big game last night, all the beer commercials were drink responsibly. Mm-hmm. If you can use financing responsibly, mm-hmm. we'd love for you to use those things because it just it does. It helps you get something home that's really great and you can uh, pay it back a little bit uh, each month. And uh, and there's no interest, which is great right now because, yep. you know, that's not so the case with other things with interest. And so, but we have it because we're pretty cool here. So we give you great rates on financing. Yep. Yep. Uh, just a final bit of um, accounting. Is that the right word? Uh, we had a sponsor in January. Yes. Uh, Universal Athletic Club, great partner of ours. Uh, we do some marketing with them. They've done some things with us and they were our sponsor for Lancaster Connects the month of January. Uh, we had a contest with them uh, to win uh, a bunch of free sessions to their renewal center. And uh, we uh, pulled a winner, and that winner is Amy Park. Amy, you're our winner yeah. of the Congratulations, Amy. sessions to the Renewal Center at Universal Athletic Club. We'll be reaching out to get you that great gift. I there that's I it. Congratulations to Amy Park. So thank you so much. Great episode. Yeah. Check out swanforkids.org. All the great work Diana is doing. Uh, we'd love for you to do that, to make a connection with her and all of her team's efforts and, and help push those forward even more so. So swanforkids.org. And uh, next week, we have a show. No, 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 we don't. No show. President's Day. We'll be busy. It'll be all kinds of people back here going yeah. crazy. So we will see you in two weeks on Lancaster Connects. Take care.